Welcome to the Brain Factor Podcast, hosted by myself, Joy Riddle, and Laura Hawley. We are part of the 50-year legacy of Meridian Behavioral Healthcare, where we believe that wellness is within everyone's reach. This podcast is a conversation about what research-based protective factors look like in real life. Our hope is that you will walk away with something that you can use in your own life and have had some fun with us along the way. So let's get started. Welcome to the Brain Factor. Thanks for tuning in with us today. Um, We're going to be talking today about the protective factor, good coping skills, and problem-solving skills, and why those are so important. Mm -hmm. Laura, what are you what are you going to talk about with that today? Well, I think we it's really interesting that they're packaged together, right? And I think that's I think that's the starting point when you're talking about problem-solving skills. Is if you notice the protective factor is good coping skills and problem-solving skills, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think the conversation around solving problems tends to be um, very negative. It tends to be like, roll your sleeves up and dig in. Yes, it reminds me of toxic positivity. Very much so. Like, it's it's only effective if you're suppressing how you really feel and all your emotions surrounding Mm -hmm. that. But when you look at the fact that it's packaged with good coping skills, I mean, that's an indicator right there. All of the stuff that we've talked about in previous podcasts and we'll talk about again in in future episodes about managing our stress and dealing with our emotions and validating, you know, that experience that we're having, even when it's inaccurate. um, I think that's the noise that happens that prevents us from solving problems. So if we're really focusing on solving problems and being effective and moving forward, we need that stuff. You know, we've got to work on some of that stuff first. Yeah. And it seems to me like when I think about um, problem solving, I think logical, rational, that type of thing. But I'm going to tell everybody a secret right now. So listen in. We're emotional beings. (laughs) (laughs) So how do we make those two things come together to come out with good positive outcomes? And when we're having problems when we're facing adversity, like those emotions are turned up, right? What, whatever they are, stress, anxiety, embarrassment, um, defensiveness, like all of that's turned way, way up. Right. So I think that, um, you know, all of the stuff that we unpack in, in this podcast on a whole is really relevant to problem solving. It truly is. Um, for the purposes of like today, uh, let's assume we've done some of that work, right. But, but I wanted to make sure we gave it a nod right? To know that that is an important step before you can ever roll up your sleeves and push through it and start to take action. Mm -hmm. You really do, not only do you have to, but you get to deal with how you're feeling. Um, It's valid. It's important. Deal with that. Put yourself in a position to be able to be an effective problem solver, right? Then you can tackle the actual issue uh, with a little more efficacy. Yeah. Because I noticed the first thing that happens for me anyway is when I receive some type of message that I wasn't looking forward to receiving, Mm -hmm. um, I immediately have an emotional kind of spike. You may never even know it or see it. You probably won't. But that is the first reaction I have. It's like, (gasps) me? Right. What? How could that be me? Right, right, mm-hmm. right. And yeah. I think a, a good example of that, maybe we can kind of work through it today would be, um, <clears throat> it was the first thing I thought of when you said, I received a message I didn't like, right? So like um, <laughs> a good example uh, when we're talking about problem solving is, because um, a, a good problem to work with is one where something we value is at stake, which yeah. is why those emotional reactions occur, whether it's a relationship or um, uh, or a job, right? Yeah. So like, what if you got 
a performance evaluation that you weren't expecting. See, you're giving me anxiety. Just <laughs> I saw you saying you went, the word. I was like, <gasps> I started going into deep breathing to deal with this topic. Yes, we'll cover that in another episode. But <laughs> but yeah, I saw it for our listeners that aren't watching, uh, Joy literally drew up. She went, <gasps> as I said it, and it's not even real, right? So imagine if that's real, right? And if you notice, I didn't say you got a bad performance no, evaluation. No, just a performance evaluation. <laughs> But one you weren't expecting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important because the first um, step to any real good problem solving exercise is going to be to really define what that problem is. Right. You know, it just can be, uh, you just said what I was expecting. So I could get, hopefully I don't, I could get (laughs) like a meets, you know, meets all expectations. And what that means is I did absolutely everything that was required. You know, I did a good job sure. at my job that I was hired to do. Not a negative evaluation. No, but it is to me. Right, right. Because well, not only do you have perfectionist tendencies, Joy, but... <laughs> and imposter syndrome. Right, and all of those things that we'll unpack. But uh, but yes, if you, you know, in that, you know, I because I know, I know you, so I have that benefit. I know yeah. you and I know your work habits and I know that you go above and beyond and you do extra special stuff. And I try. You have awesome sauce and all of that. So right? do you. So, well, thanks. Uh, so if you have that and you're doing that and you're taking pride in that mm-hmm. and then you go in and get a meets... That's not what you were expecting. Yeah. Right. right. So, so it, what is the, the problem? The problem isn't that you got to meet, right? The problem is that I, my perception of my performance did not match that of my supervisor. Right. And right? why? Why and is why? that? Right. So that's the problem that needs to be solved. Not, I need to work even harder, do even better, um, and get and, and raise those scores. And that's where I think sometimes we go wrong, particularly because. Um, success in problem solving is so often linked with accomplishment and performance, right? Not that it isn't. I mean, you could go through all the hard work of problem solving and go, you know what? I actually do have to work a little harder. (laughs) That's my problem, right? (laughs) And that's fine if it's accurate. Accuracy is really Mm -hmm. the key here. So Um, one of the things, and you know this about me, that I'm a huge fan of in really any of this kind of stuff where we work through the thick things in life is the brain dump. And I think here it's really important because this, when we say, oh, your feelings are valid and all your emotions are valid, how do we give them their due? Right. Right. And that's that brain dump. Indulge all of those feelings that you have coming out of that room. Like how could they, and I'm not, and they are, and da, 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 da. (laughs) Right. And, And you're embarrassed and you're angry and you're defensive. Like that's all okay. And I think too much as a society, we've been told it's not. Right. right. You just can't stop there because mm-hmm. then then it's not OK. Like it's not going to solve your problem, but it's OK to start there. Right. right. Um, and then just kind of get all that stuff out. And then it's it's almost like when you start a jigsaw puzzle, you dump all the pieces on the table first. Yeah. You go, yes. What am I looking at? <laughs> I see some blue. I see some red. I see some corner pieces. Right. Now we got to start separating them out. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important. Hmm. So what what would that look like for me? So that's, that's, you know, I'm a list maker, so I write things down, you know, but I think it's not required. You can do it in your head if you're able to juggle all those separate thoughts. Um, But, uh, but, you know, writing it all down, like here are all of the things that I think are contributing to this problem. And the Um, problem is just that I didn't see the same thing the same way my supervisor did. Yep. The disconnect. I'm the supervisor because I have a supervisor, but I also have a team. Yep. Absolutely. So the problem looks a little different from that end, but it's mm-hmm. still a problem. Yeah. It's still one you got to solve. 
it's still the same problem, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a disconnect. There's a miscommunication. There's a difference in perception. Yeah. And I think if you're the supervisor in that situation, in, in this example, um, something you value may not be quite as immediately at stake as it would be for the employee, but you know you value who you are as a supervisor and the relationships yeah. you have with your team. So mm-hmm. there is still that that value placed on it, right? And it should still be a red flag. If right. if you, that person walks out and you go, wow, they they really weren't expecting that. And that that's puzzling to me because I right. really thought that was clear, you know? Because yeah. we're I talking about it when we meet every week. Right. This wasn't designed to be an ambush yeah. and this person now feels attacked, right? right? So so where, you know, what what happened? Did, you know, are, are they just completely out of touch with the reality of the situation, right? right. There's that initial emotional reaction. Yeah. Uh, am I failing as a supervisor because I'm not communicating things well? There's an emotional reaction. Yeah. Now, some of those things might be accurate, right? Mm-hmm. But not at this stage in yeah. the process. Right now, we're just brain dumping and it's it's just everything is fueled by emotion right now. Um, so that begs the question, like, how do we move past that emotional point? Yeah. Right? And then where do we go? What's and then next? where do we go? Right. Then what do we do with it? Uh, because ultimately, we have to end with trying to solve this problem mm-hmm. of the disconnect, right? Yeah. So I think when we get all those emotional things out, now we've got to test for accuracy. Right. We've got to look at it and we have to see, are these thoughts that I have that were created by my feelings, are any of them accurate? Because they might be just because they came from our feelings doesn't mean they're not accurate. Right. So we got to look at them. We want them to be. Right. (laughs) Right. Because we're going to indulge in that. Darn it. Um, But, (laughs) but, uh, you know, let's look at them. So like the first thing I I always suggest to people is look for themes, you know, Um, if, Every single one of your sort of emotional brain dump reactions was, well, they did this and they did that and they're this and they didn't do this. Okay, that's starting to sound like we're not taking any personal responsibility. So we really got to look hard at. So if I see that it's all coming from the other person, then maybe I need to start going, okay, what did I do? Yep. At least ask yourself the question. Because if it's all my fault or all your fault, Right. Something big is missing. Yes. So because it almost no matter how I always it, isn't, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's always somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. And you yeah. said something great too. Mm-hmm. Like if it's if if the theme that I'm seeing is like I'm not doing this and I'm not doing mm-hmm. that and I'm terrible at my job and imposter syndrome and blah, 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 blah. Right. Okay. What 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 did I maybe not get from my supervisor that that or you know, that didn't really help with that communication, um, in this, in this performance period. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've got to kind of look at how other people contributed, how I contribute, look for the pieces that are missing in your emotional reaction. Right. And see if any of those exist too. Mm -hmm. Still not testing for accuracy. That's just widening the pile of the dump of the, of the, that's seeing if there, you left any of the puzzle pieces in the box, right? Let's let's make sure they're all on the table first. (laughs) How are we going to test it then? So the way we test that is to look for the evidence for and against. Okay. So you kind of pluck out your ones that you're really attached okay. to. Like they don't tell me when I need to make changes. Okay, great. Let's work with that one. Right. Okay. How often do we meet? What do those conversations look like? What's been documented on my supervision sheets? Right. What, what conversations are we having? Are, have I been corrected via email? Do they, do they talk to me frequently? Are they shooting me text messages with, Hey, don't miss this. Don't miss that. Right. Like, yeah. so maybe you just missed it. Right. Is yeah. that really accurate? Mm-hmm. Um, or is that inaccurate? Right. Sometimes I could just think, gosh, this person is so annoying. (laughs) 
Right, right. I mean, okay, well, it's so, going on, not during this process where I'm trying to really, right. you know, work this out, but all right. throughout this period of time. Maybe I dismissed months, that communication. Year, I dismissed it as, oh, like I'm busy. I'm Stop texting Stop. me. Leave me alone. Right. I got this. Right. Great point. So were the messages sent to me mm-hmm. and I just did not receive them. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I love, we're going to go back to what you said about what mm-hmm. if I'm the supervisor. Yeah. Right. Are you, did you receive the messages? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe they said, I, you know, maybe they were saying, I, I need you to communicate with me more. You know, maybe mm-hmm. there were messages that said that and you missed those. Yeah. You know, you perceive them as, oh my gosh, just like how many times do I have to explain this to you? Right. Right. <laughs> yes. Just go do it. It's not hard. Right. Yes. So maybe you missed the communication. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, so I think that's important too. So, so we have to test for accuracy by looking for evidence for and evidence against. Right. So we want to look at that. Um, and that's where we have to like, again, going back to why handling all the coping skills stuff in the beginning mm-hmm. is important yeah. because we have to be in a position to be able to let go of some of those things that were really emotionally passionate about if they don't pass the accuracy test. Mm -hmm. Right. So, and they're the things that we're most passionate about. Right. Because we're defensive, Yeah, you know, and and that's, and that's okay. Right. It's okay to be that, but we can't base our actions, our decisions and our problem solving on that. And, Mm -hmm. And that's the difference. So we come across that line and we go, okay, so here's, here's what I got now. Um, it's interesting because I do uh, in in a classroom setting. I actually do like a worksheet exercise on this, yeah. and there's a pie chart. And when we've got, oh, yeah, I know because I like charts. I like pie. Um, <laughs> and I, she said I like pie. <laughs> but when we when we look at it, we say, okay, so I've got these like four reasons that mm-hmm. I think these four things that I think contributed to the problem. And they passed my test of evidence for and evidence against. And I think that they're accurate, right? Is it, is it each one is equal, like a quarter, 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 quarter contribution, or is one of them like 80% of the problem and the rest sort of fill in that 20%. So taking a look at that is really important too, Mm -hmm. because it, that can help inform where we're going to put like our energy in our time and all of that. And do I need to think a little bit more about it if it's 80, 20 and 80 is the other person and only 20 is me? Yeah. Yeah. Let's revisit that. I really might need to. Yep. mm -hmm. And that might actually be accurate, right? It could be. But anytime we have like a severe imbalance, Mm -hmm. we want to back it up. Even if it's the reverse, if 80 is me. Yep. Back it up and look at it again, you know, and you might say, you know what? Yeah. 80% of this problem is me. My bad. Right. (laughs) So that's okay. That informs where we're going to put our energy, you know, and I think that that's an important uh, part of that is to determine what piece of the pie it takes up. Yeah. You know, Um, and uh, and then from there, um, we take action, right? That's where we should be in a place now where. We're less emotional. And by less emotional, I don't mean it feels good, right? It yeah. just still doesn't feel good. No. Um, you know, problems are, you know, they're they're difficult and they're and it's hard to face certain things and and it's hard to look at something and say, I only control a small part of this, right? Even if even if I've created it, uh, I only control a small part. Or um, you know, sometimes we're in that position. But from what we have determined uh, is accurate in what went into our problem, what do I need to solve? Like, what do I need? What actions do I need to take right away that's mm-hmm. going to inform solving that problem? So, yeah. you know, if we've gone through all of this with our supervisor and we say, okay, so I've determined that um, the clarity in mm-hmm. my communication isn't there. Right. Like, I'm worried so much about, like, 
um, you know, making it sound nice that I'm not going, hey, I'm struggling or hey, I'm yeah. needing some trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm expecting that person to read between the lines. Yeah. Uh, so what do I need to change? I need to change the way I'm communicating. Maybe not the frequency, but maybe the way, yeah. right? So that would be sort of my action step. Yeah. Um, and I think also when it involves other people, as so many of our problems often do, right? Yes. <laughs> we can communicate that. We can mm-hmm. go back and say, hey, I've given this some thought. This is what where, where I think I can affect change here for the better and for the positive. Mm-hmm. And so here's what I'm going to do moving forward. And I just want you to be aware so it doesn't strike you as bizarre, right? Because <laughs> I'm about to change my patterns of behavior, um, you know, and it's okay to communicate that. Especially, you know, we've talked, we've worked this whole time with a professional example, but, you know, we, this is applicable to our personal lives as well and our relationships, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, I know we, just approach it the same way, really. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so how many times, I mean, the the core of this problem example that we used today was a was a miscommunication, mm-hmm. right? And a change in perception. How often does that happen in your marriage? Because it happens in mine all the time. Right? <laughs> it's the basis. Right? It's literally so, the foundation of my marriage. marriage yes. <laughs> right? So so we can use the same thing, you know, how, yeah. and, and you talk about again those emotional reactions. Because it's something we value, yeah. right? So, so really taking a look at who's to blame and what parts can I control and what's accurate, um, you know. And and in relationships, I would go, um, I would add something additional. I would make sure, you know, when we're looking at like, am I blaming that person or am I right. blaming me? Look at look for always and never. Yes, yeah. definitely <laughs> get rid of the absolutes yes. and everything that yes. you do. Yes. yes, if we've got always and nevers, you know, we want to get rid of those. And we use those all the time. And sometimes they're in jest, you know, like, yeah. I mean, I don't know about yours, but my husband can't find something that's in front of his face. Yeah. You know, he will literally <laughs> open the fridge, get the ketchup. We don't have ketchup as he's looking in the fridge. It's the giant red bottle. You know, <laughs> like, how did you miss that? You never see what's right in front of your face, right? So right. we quickly go there, yeah. you know, and so... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so that's, we want to look for always and nevers when we're talking about our personal lives as we're testing for accuracy, things that we might want to look a little harder at. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can totally see that happening. Yeah. It's like, you never do this. You always do that. That's, mm-hmm. you know, same thing, whether it's your supervisor, whether it's your spouse, your friend, yourself. Yep. Because I beat myself up often over, well, oh, why didn't you put that in the perfect spot where you would always be able to find it right you never (laughs) you never you never do it correctly right 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 why do you why do I always drop things why am I beating myself up over that yeah I always do this yeah gosh we we do that so much we do that so much but um problem solving is one of the protective factors it's a worthwhile endeavor to take a look at really how to effectively solve our problems we can't do that unless we have good coping skills, which I think is a lifetime journey, right? Mm-hmm. But they all work together. Um, so, uh, you know, take a look at that. Don't be afraid of it. Roll up your sleeves, do the hard work. But what you're feeling is valid as well. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to The Brain Factor. Joy and I are so thrilled to be having these needed conversations. We'd love to hear your feedback on this episode. So if you could drop a comment or leave a review with your thoughts or any requests that you may have, it would be appreciated. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. Living a healthier and happier life starts with one step, and we're excited to be on this journey with you. Until next time.